Kevin, your body's a perfect, perfect little canvas just waiting for a masterpiece. Excuse me? <laughs> talking about tattoos. Have you ever thought about getting a tattoo? Oh, yeah, I think about it. Think about a lot of things. But you're not going to get one? Well, not yet. You know, the day's young. <laughs> well, we're going to learn a little more about tattoos and tattoo art and tattoo culture here on this episode of The 315. Digital content on WAER is supported by SRC Incorporated, a not-for-profit research and development company whose goal is to bring a focus of respect, teamwork, and the freedom to innovate to the workplace. Learn more at srcinc.com WAER. Welcome to the 315. I'm Joe Lee. And I'm Kevin Kloss. Joe, to let the listeners just slightly behind the curtain, so to speak, before we jump into today's episode about tattoo culture and body art, I have exactly zero tattoos. That's a little sad. I mean, you have plenty of real estate to work with. It is a clean canvas just waiting for some inspiration. (laughs) Inspiration's one thing. Having the guts to get one is another. Um, Well, maybe not guts. I have a few. I have a couple. I have some, much to the chagrin of uh, Mrs. Lee, who thinks I'm I'm far too old for such shenanigans. Uh, I have an Aztec sun on one arm. I have a uh, Polynesian sun and moon combination on the other arm. Then I have an entire solar system um, on on an arm. I have a Star Trek Federation badge. I have an old-fashioned rocket ship. Is there a theme there? Space? Space, perhaps? Exploration? It it is space and exploration. That's kind of what I dig. So whether you're a tattoo rookie or a veteran body art enthusiast, on today's episode, our three guests, they all offer something a little different, starting with Nick Moore. Um, I work at Scare Body Arts. I have very little color work that I do. It's mostly black and gray, a lot of straight black work. Most people call it tribal ornamental tattooing. Um, I also do kind of weirder stuff, illustration-based, mutants, weird abstracted figures, um, stuff like that. Uh, My name is Jamal Adley, and I co-own Resurrected Tattoo right in Armory Square. Um, uh, Our shop is a typical, like, walk-in style tattoo shop. There's a small space to wait. Most of the space is open up for the tattooers to work, and um, as far as like my style of tattooing and what I usually do, I do a lot of illustrative stuff. I grew up, um, like loving comic books and comic art and heavy metal was like the first thing that, uh, aside from like a couple of Hulk comics, like heavy metal was the first magazine that I really thought, wow, this is, this is pretty freaking cool. So that's, uh, um, Outer space, uh, things covered in chrome, like a lot of uh, lowbrow, like lowbrow tattoo or uh, lowbrow artists, um, stuff like that. Like any anything, if it if it could have been in the comic or heavy metal magazine, that's pretty much what I want to tattoo. Okay, Jamie. So I'm Jamie Santos from Three of Swords. Um, I've actually been open about a month, but tattooing in the area for about 14 years. Um, I've actually worked with both these guys before for years. Um, so my style of tattooing is traditional or neo-traditional. So I take traditional aspects of tattoos and make them a little bit more illustrative. A lot of birds, a lot of flowers, um, a lot of pretty ornamental stuff, stuff that forms the body, like that kind of thing. 
As someone without tattoos, I can comfortably say that for me, the allure would be the sense of art or something in my life that carries a significant enough meaning that I want to put that on my body for the long haul. You know, it, it's actually a pretty scary thought um, when you are uh, sort of planning this thing out because that I gave that a lot of thought. It's mm-hmm. like when I'm 75 years old and I look down at my wrinkly arms, what is it that I want to see? It should have significant meaning. For me, it's all about self-expression. You know, it's uh, it's the thing I want you to sort of know about me before uh, when we first meet, before I even say a word, uh, if, you, if you see my body art. And that would say... Uh, that this is a person that's interested in exploration. But at the end of the day, you know, it's still a business. I think it's booming. Um, I stay I, be, I stay busy, um, that's for sure. But I've also been tattooing the area for a long time. I know it can be hard for, I think, people getting into the industry now because it is becoming more oversaturated. Like, I feel like it's a lot more difficult for newer tattooers to kind of establish themselves now. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's pretty busy, yeah. Our, our shop stays pretty pretty bumping most days you know door opens quite a bit um had to replace the hinges a couple times stuff like that so yeah it's it's pretty busy um and if uh if it's not busy we're staying busy so there's always something to do now joe i can't tell you how many times i've been out somewhere just walking around and noticed somebody with a tattoo and i thought you know that design that concept is really cool are you admitting that you're a creeper? Are you out there staring at people in public? No. I, I mean, yes, I'm looking at the tattoos, but that's that's not what this is about. What I'm saying is when I see all those variations of body art, I'm amazed by all the unique work that's being done. You know, one of the things out of all the things that we've learned uh, in this conversation so far and from my own tattoo experiences, my, my biggest takeaway uh, was really about the selection process from wanting to get a tattoo to actually having the ink in place. You know, pretty much uh, everybody has their own process. Mostly it's a lot of just like stuff on Pinterest. I think that's like where uh, most of our most repeated designs come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will go online and they'll, uh, they're will they interested in getting a tattoo. So I usually find a lot of my, uh, when someone will come in with an image and I need to find it again online, I'll find it on uh, top 50 tattoos for um, men or women or something like that. And that's usually, uh, which isn't, it's not a bad thing. You find find the art where you find it and get it where you want it you know, type deal. So that's nine times out of 10 when someone walks in with something, it's usually um, uh, off of a, a Pinterest or a Google search. We've got everything at our fingertips in our pocket right now. So that's where everyone's getting everything from. It, it's kind of like new tattoo flash. A little bit. It's just available to masses yeah. across the board. You know, you don't uh, ex- walk... Explain that a little bit. Uh, tattoo flash? Yeah. Um, it basically, uh, flash is originated as a quick way to look at a wall and get a tattoo from like what you've seen. You know, So you go into an, a tattoo studio and you see something like it and you're like, oh, I want to get that. Mm-hmm. And so you get it. Um, so the internet, I feel like, has become that in a way. It's like you go on Pinterest and you're like, oh, I saw that feather. I need that. Right. And then you get it. Okay. Or you don't. I think most people come with an idea. I mean, you get some people that go online, but I think these, the three people here today, you know, we all have a specific look. So people are after that look. They've done the research, they've gone online, they've used Instagram. We all have different styles, and I think they're, most people, I think, are after that style. 
So, Joe, you have tattoos. As someone who actively is walking around with ink, are you always comfortable displaying all your tattoos in the various social settings you find yourself in? If you had asked me that, say, 10, 15, 20 years ago, I might say yes. But at my age, I'm pretty much not giving a damn about what people think about me uh, at this point. So um, I really don't care what people think. But you know what? It doesn't matter in today's society. Tattoos are becoming uh, both socially acceptable in uh, not only in social situations, but in the workplace, too. Regular old folks from the suburbs get tattoos, and you know a lot of uh, a lot of my clientele are just regular old people. Um, I started tattooing in a shop where it was the case where people that were getting tattoos weren't the most savory of people, but uh, now it's pretty much just like average people. Average folks get tattoos. Um, yeah, I think they're pretty much for everyone now. Not only workplaces, you know, different hospitals. Um, I feel like except different nurses, um, whether they have tattoos or not, or even the military, you know, the military, depending on whether they need more recruitments, will either, um, you know, like, hey, we don't want people with tattoos, or like a couple years down the road, they'll be like, eh, you know, this is fine now. We can have full sleeves, full body tattoos, and they're okay with it. So I think um, larger businesses can be accommodating to people with more tattoo work. Um it just depends on who you're working for, for sure. For something as potentially scary and vulnerable as getting a tattoo, how much would the shop setting play in your desire to get in? Is there a certain feel that you think you need or a certain atmosphere you think you need if, if, if you actually consider getting a tattoo? If I got to the point where I was comfortable enough in my own skin, no pun intended, to get a tattoo, you know, Fear is a great motivator for me. And so going into a setting that is maybe a little more welcoming and that seems inviting. And for me, if I'm going to go somewhere and experience something new, I want it to feel like, hey, first timers welcomed here. If it feels like kind of an insider's club and I don't feel like I belong because I haven't been there before and I don't know what I'm doing, then I'm going to be a lot more hesitant to go and, and branch out to try something new like this. But, you know, based on what we heard from Nick, Jamola, and Jamie, there's not a one-size-fits-all to the perfect setting for someone to go and get a tattoo. I just got worked on in a, a big open room. There was a dude flying a little drone around, crashing into people. There was a dog in there, just a bunch of people talking. It wasn't private. It, it was a great experience, but I disliked that about the experience. I much prefer a more private, quiet, you know, it's much... It's beneficial to have that available. Yeah. At Resurrected, we have uh, we offer both types of experiences. We have a small private studio a couple blocks away from our street shop. And one of our artists works there pretty much full time. Uh, he does a lot of large scale Japanese stuff. So he uh, requires more of a closed off space and some privacy where he can kind of uh, get into a groove and work the way he wants to work. Um, and uh, a couple of artists will use that whenever they need an environment like that. Um, as far as the street shop goes, it's kind of a little more like the, the environment you were mentioning. Um, uh, definitely not as crude, but mm-hmm. we um, will we'll, we'll drop some foul language here and there. We'll have fun. We'll talk back and forth. Uh, I definitely don't ever want to make 
my engagement of my experience with other people I work with or other clients in the studio take over from my experience with the client I'm working with. Um, so I definitely want to make sure that they're, they're my focus and their uh, whatever needs they have during the process are being met um, and uh, make it as comfortable as possible uh, while staying in an environment that I'm able to be productive in, which is a more of a hustle and bustle type environment. Mm-hmm. I like both. You know, I've uh, I've worked in a, a more private area. Um, when I was at Scarab, I worked there and I uh, had a little booth off to the way. And a lot of clients really like that. Um, and a lot of clients also like that open atmosphere because they like being part of like the whole experience of it. Like they like being part of the shop or feeling that. So um, I strive to do both also. I kind of feel them out and see what their comfort level is. Sometimes I'll actually like talk to the other people around me or other clients um, you know, or we'll just have like a sort of intimate, like little uh, tattoo conversation ends up being about life and like all these things. So um, I think it's essential to provide an environment that has both, you know, because some people want that privacy. Yeah. And then some people just like, they, you know, want the planes and they want the dog <laughs> and they want that comfort. <laughs> Not that that's professional, but, you know, teach their own. So you like to do a lot of creation with audio. That's true. You're Mm -hmm. you're an audio arts kind of guy. Could you see yourself becoming a tattoo artist? Can you, do you have skills uh, enough to uh, actually uh, carve on somebody's skin? That's a quick no. Absolutely not. Um, I'd be really nervous about messing up somebody's body, first of all. Sticking someone with a needle, not the profession I would choose. And to sort of answer your question, one, no, I do not have artistic ability, and I also have absolutely zero training. You know, it's interesting. I I wish I had uh, asked the question, because I I did want to ask the question, but I didn't want to seem too naive, um, that if any of the artists really had concerns about really screwing up something. So it's like, you you and I can make a mistake uh, with a piece of audio. You know, we can go back and edit it. Nobody's hurt. You can't go back and edit a tattoo, or maybe you can. I don't know. Uh, interestingly, it sounds like uh, if you want to get into body art as a profession, the best way to get started is art school. Yeah. Go to art school, take classes. Um, I think that's a great way to get into it because the art is so essential. That's all it is. It happens to be in skin. There's a technical mm-hmm. aspect to of it, but you can teach that to anyone who has great interest in it. The important part is the art. So really. You know, if you don't go to art school, you have to do essentially the same thing, which is focus for years on your own particular style. But I recommend a lot of classes, art instruction. The more, the better. The more practice you have before trying to be a tattooer, the better for sure. So what, how does the, uh, so if you you go to art school, you're either dealing with pencil or paint or sculpture. How does that translate to a tattoo needle? Is that, that well, seems like a different to... skill set needed there. No, it's all the same vision. Okay. Different artists have different things that they're fascinated with. So, you know, comic books, you know, that imagery very often, you know, if you put it on skin, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know. It, it's more about, you know, following what you're interested in, developing your own style. And that takes a lot of time and a lot of focus. You have to find yourself. 
I'm assuming you can't tattoo yourself. I have. You um, have. I've... You're not supposed to represent yourself in court. <laughs> and you're not supposed to operate on yourself if you're a doctor. So why it's are not, you doing your own tattoos? Uh, it's not a great idea, but it happens. <laughs> I've, been, I've been tattooed by Jamola and, and Nick both okay. and vice versa. Um, so people I work with, like I want to sort of like share that experience with. You are tattooing your arm years ago. Yeah. I, I did that. I tattooed myself uh, when I first started. Mm-hmm. I think I'll, um, I can't speak for Nick, but I know um, a lot of people that I know did that on okay. themselves when they first started, tattooed themselves a couple times. Uh, I usually, if I go on a trip, go travel somewhere, I'll find someplace um, around there that is a, a quality tattoo studio, walk mm-hmm. in and find an artist I like and just say, what do you what do you have to offer? Like, what what do you do? What can I just pick something out of a book they have, flash they've drawn, paintings they've done. If there's something they really want to do, um, and I'm into it, I'll get that. You know, just kind of stamp a like, like a like a just like a mark in time, like mm-hmm. where I was, what I was doing when I was there, type deal. And I'm assuming you three have distinctly different interests. So, what's in terms of the the art that you want on your on your body? What what is it that drives you, Nick, for, for, for your personal tattoos? Just very simple, abstract shapes, which is super hard to find within the world of tattooing in the States. So I haven't been that t- tattooed recently. I've kind of waited it out. So I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> but Jamola said, you know, that he finds artists and finds what they want to do and what they most want to do themselves, and I think that's super great like that's super important you just get excellent tattooing that way mm-hmm. you get excellent art yeah pretty pretty much that's uh, and that's how that's who i am and that's how i i want to express myself as far as like when i'm tattooing that's what i i love when someone walks in and says i saw something you did i loved it um do you have uh some work i can look through and get something out of that and so if i can kind of continue that cycle and keep doing that you know that's uh will keep me on that positive role so i'll just hopefully attract those types of people that want to get that done. Um, and that's, I, I, attra- I find those people that have a similar type of style. You know, if it's, if it could have been on a comic book in 1970 or on some, some pulp magazine, I would totally get that on my body. So when the dust settles on our conversation with our trio of body art experts, they really took the lead on what they wanted to leave us with. Normally, we might ask what kind of things do uh, they want people to know about the tattoo community. But in this case, they didn't even need to be asked. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I think it's what you think. Well, I want to <laughs> know because I, I care. And that's essential, too, is, um, you know, caring how other artists interact with the tattoo community and, um, you know, the art community in general in Syracuse. I want everyone to be a big, happy family. Well, All we, the had, time. we had talked about. A lot of artists and a lot of people, young people, end up leaving Syracuse, you know, or maybe we talked about it, you know. So I think it's important that so many young people are able to make a living with art through tattooing and that that community is really thriving in Syracuse, I think. And I don't know if that there's much awareness of that. And, you know, it just continues to grow. So... People see the studios pop up, and I'm sure there's some awareness of that. But, you know, these studios mean jobs in arts for young people. Yeah. And that's super important. 
Yeah, it's job security in Syracuse, which I um, I always want to see have a better and better art scene in general. Um, and tattooing is definitely part of that. You know, it's weirdly ingrained into Syracuse, into like the culture of it. Um, when I travel to other places and people are from Syracuse, it's like, oh, Syracuse is really heavily tattooed. And that's been a buildup of years and different studios and people. And um, I feel like people caring about tattooing and making it better and better in Syracuse and you know, the art scene in general. Um, but that also comes like with working together and getting along with other artists and doing and making things that are just going to elevate the whole scene overall. We're interested in hearing your thoughts on tattoos. If you have some, share a picture on the 315 Facebook page at the 315 CNY and let us know about your favorite artist or shop. Tasteful pictures only, please. Don't plaster your butt cheeks all over our page. But please do let us know why you chose what you have and how it expresses your authentic self. The 315 is a production of WAER Public Media with research assistance from intern Camille Lavoie. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Kevin Claus and Joe's at JBLee883. I'm Kevin Claus. And I'm Joe Lee. Thanks for listening.